Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Child Of. So today I thought it would be good to discuss what you should do when the abusive language your parents used with you as a child or a young adult becomes part of your subconscious or even your conscious self-talk. When I was first starting off in my healing journey, I realized that I had continued on what my father had started. I was still speaking to myself in the same ways that I had been spoken to as a child. I was gaslighting myself, telling myself to suppress things, namely emotions and trauma responses. I bullied myself into silence. I lied to myself. You know, I had always thought that once I left the situation, my home life, that I would be free. And wow, it was incredibly naive of me to think that because the truth is that situations, they will live on inside of us until we deal with them head on. And this is something that is really important to discuss as you leave your abusive situation and grow and heal as an individual. You have to analyze your self-talk. Ask yourself, how are you speaking to yourself? And is it with respect? Are you lying to yourself or telling yourself the truth about things? Really dig in deep and begin to sort through what is. Not what you'd like your mental landscape to look like, but what it is currently. Because you cannot heal something until you first look at it honestly. It's simple to say, I will stop the abuse cycle by not abusing others. But it's rarely that simple. What we should be saying is, I will stop the abuse cycle by choosing not to abuse myself and by respecting myself because, and here's the catch, What we think internally is what comes out externally, a.k.a. how we feel, we act. Consider when you're sick. You stay in bed, you're not much good to anyone around you, you need rest, and you might be cranky because you feel terrible. Well, it's the same with you mentally. If you're sick with negative and hurtful thoughts, constantly tearing yourself down, you're not going to stop the cycle. You're just going to perpetuate it. So take some time to consider your thoughts, the way that you speak to yourself. Write down some things that you say to yourself on a regular basis. And then I want you to consider what it would look like if you said these things to someone you care about. And for the sake of driving this message home really well, I'll share some thoughts that I have struggled with from my childhood. Um, One of them is you're stupid. I tell myself I'm stupid all the time. And it's something that I'm, I'm working on. Also, you're a waste of space. And the biggest one for me is you're ugly. Um, also, I've had a habit of telling myself to shut up and silencing myself or convincing myself that what is happening isn't as bad as I think it is because my, I view myself as an unreliable source due to being gaslighted so much as a kid. Now, I shared two types of thoughts there. One was words and phrases, like you're ugly or you're stupid. And the other line of thinking was based off of how I view myself. Your way of viewing yourself will be skewed based on how your parent viewed you. And that is a thought process that needs to change as much as those words and phrases that you speak to yourself. So if your parents made you feel like you were untrustworthy or a false witness of certain events because they didn't want to be held responsible for their actions, you need to be able to take the time to validate yourself in situations and remind yourself that you're not crazy 
or somehow missing something, but reinforce to yourself that what you see and what you experience is real and trustworthy. And as far as words and phrases go, if you wouldn't say it to someone else, don't you dare say it to yourself. Like I said before, situations live on in us until we deal with them. So if you're still struggling with having negative thoughts towards yourself or emotions, it's not abnormal, but you do need to deal with it and you do need to like stand up for yourself to yourself or to that part of yourself that is still clinging to those ideas from the past that your parents like ingrained into you. It boils down to basically being your own guardian and standing like standing as a protector over yourself and saying, hey, no, be respectful to me. Like me, be respectful to me. Like get sassy if you have to get mad about it. And honestly, practicing this with yourself will help you be more competent when it comes to needing to do this with other people, needing to stand up for yourself and say, hey, that's not okay. I don't accept it when people speak to me with disrespect or are mean to me. I've said it before and I'll say it again and probably many more times. Healing always starts from the inside out. So what we practice with ourselves helps us to be able to practice it with other people. I've found that as I've grown and as I have healed my internal dialogue, my self-talk, and I'm more respectful to myself, I have grown in what you might call self-esteem. I respect myself more. And therefore, it's just like a natural spillover of that is in my interactions with other people and in my relationships. I expect more respect from them because I feel that way about myself. Our external relationships, our relationships that we have with other people, our spouse, our girlfriend or boyfriend, our friends, um, our relationship with our parents, even just anyone who we have a relationship with will be a reflection of our relationship with ourself. So if our relationship with ourself is unhealthy, our relationships outside are going to be unhealthy. And this is probably a good time to take a look back at our parents and say, our parents did not have a good relationship with themselves. Our narcissistic parent probably did not have a good relationship with himself and had very low self-awareness. To be able to do the things that I talk about in this podcast requires a very brutal sense of self-awareness to not hide anything from yourself and to, to really look in the face what is going on in your life. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the cowardly. And for that, I want you guys to like look at yourself and be like, hey, I'm doing this hard work. And give yourself some respect. Give yourself a little pat on the back because this is not easy. Life is hard. Relationships are incredibly hard. To navigate all of that from a place of significant loss when you've had someone who should have been guiding you, holding you back during that very crucial time in your life, that is downright heroic. The last thing I want to touch on with you guys is to ask you a question, and that is, do you believe deep down somewhere in your body or your psyche that you deserve abuse? Answer that question to yourself. This has likely been bred into you as a child of a narcissist, but this toxic belief, it has to be eradicated. Depending on your personality or the level of abuse that you've suffered and how much you've internalized it, 
This could either be a big or a small psychological part of you. Either way, that part of you has to cease to exist. Abuse is not something that human beings deserve. It is something that we experience, and that is reasonable because life is imperfect. But believing that you deserve something negative is essentially welcoming it into your life. This leads to a crippling of your natural defense mechanisms, ones that should be in place for your own protection. If you cannot destroy the disease that is believing that you deserve abuse, you will continue to abuse yourself whether or not you have left your abusive household behind. And I know that changing your mindset is hard. I'm not here to diminish the work that it takes to do these things. I'm here with you right now because these are things that I have had to do to move forward. They have been incredibly hard. It's felt at times like literally cutting away pieces of myself. But in the end, when I have made the sacrifice, when I have cut out those that thing that was feeling so familiar, but that was essentially breaking me, I have found new and beautiful parts of myself revealed beneath all of the rubble that was that incredible hurt. My hope, as always, is that you're able to take these difficult things to heart and find healing. The way that I approach healing and restoration will always be different from the way that you will, although maybe there will be some similarities. Nothing I say is an end-all be-all, but an encouragement For those of you who are suffering, to believe that hope and fullness of life and love is possible after such a mentally debilitating childhood. You are a survivor, a champion of heartache. You are magic and the world needs more people like you who are resilient and kind and brave. As always, my Instagrams are linked in the podcast bio. I would love to get to know you and hear your story. I hope that you all have a peace-filled week. I will talk to you all again next Tuesday.